Skullduggery Publishing Podcast, where the authors will read their short stories from the book, Decadent Selections. This is Nick Oski reading Giovanni Dink. Giovanni Dink loves any lazy music that has been pressed into vinyl. Giovanni listens to this as he sips champagne from a straw protruding right out of the bottle. This he does tonight, at which point he will find himself tired and wonder if it is his body being lethargic and pouty or if he is sad and he'll fall asleep trying to discover the answer. Now, he does these things tonight not because it's any particular special night, but because it is another day in his life, and this is what he has done since he was a young man. Giovanni Dink is no longer a young man by anyone's definition, and he has replicated the same night over 30,000 times in his life. Counting down from tomorrow night, he has only 30 more of these nocturnal rituals to perform. Dink is not certain how this began to be part of his life, or why, but at some point, maybe from the start, he found it to be the best way to think about her. First off, that her, this she that Giovanni Dink thinks about every night, had never been. She had never existed other than as an ideal woman that may come along. Dink knows this ideal so intimately that no, no woman he had ever encountered by sight or heard singing on his records had ever, has ever given him pause to consider. He knows his her and spends every night in a humming stasis of being with her and missing her. What else can he do? Tonight he's doing just as he always does, except as he found himself tired or sad at the end of the evening. He had a nagging feeling of something misplaced. This place had undergone no changes in decades, and he spun slowly, scanning his things. He didn't like how sudden of a turn his evening had taken as a departure from the past 30,000. Feeling defeated and weary, he stands in the center of his living room. He raises his right hand as if taking an oath. His right hand took hold of a chain that dangles from a lamp above his head. Dink just then had this moment of discovery. That nagging feeling was a feeling of being watched, and on his window's ledge, two glowing eyes sat still and unblinking. There, Giovanni stood, taking his oath, under that lamp, and his oath was not to blink before the intruder. This was his house, after all. As the coals began to burn in Dink's shoulder and calves and somewhere back in his eyes, the cat on the ledge allowed its ember eyes to slowly, excruciatingly close and reopen. The ceiling rang a mechanical snap and the apartment was dark. Tonight was a decidedly exciting evening. And this continued, the cat watching while Dink ignored, or tried to ignore. His evenings were changed, and therefore ruined by this blatant intrusion. Then he would hold his oath before pulling on the chain that extinguished the bulb above his living room. He stopped, thinking about her altogether, but stood in his chair, not even hearing the lazy music, not even tasting the straw-fed champagne, only watching that cat. It was only after that fateful decision when Giovanni approached the window and opened it that somehow life became more normal. The cat didn't move or mind his approach. The window opened, they stared at one another, and he went back to his chair and his straw and his music and his home became a home. The cat sat still at the open window, practically in his room. It listened to his music without moving and somehow became part of his room. No longer an intrusion but a piece of furniture like a lamp or a bookend. This was living. Until a week later, when the cat moved. Dink had been aware that the cat had eyes, but until this moment, never attained that they were attached to a body. That body was black. It was like a piece of the night just spilled right there into his living space, and all was in turmoil once again. Nights had passed of this new encroachment until it found a way to settle comfortably into his routine. 
The window would open, the cat poured in, and became a still puddle on the floor. It would then sit still and enjoy the music, just like everything else in the room. Things weren't so bad all of a sudden. Giovanni would stand and walk towards the music to end it. That cat would jump to the sill and watch as the man shut the window, and they stared at one another until the chain turned off the light. Time passed. The thing about it all is that the cat caused Dink to think. This cat knew so much about him, and he thought it unfair that he knew so little about that cat. In fact, sitting with the straw and his music, he hadn't thought about her for days. Giovanni thought and pondered, and then thought some more about what else this cat may do. It clearly enjoyed the same music, so maybe it could show Dink some other things out there that he may be interested in. Staring at the cat on the floor would yield no indication, but Dink knew that still waters run deep. On the 30th night, the one to be the final of this sort of night, Giovanni sizzled the bottom of his bottle with a straw, and instead of turning off the music, he put on a jacket, along with some shoes, then his fedora, when he finally walked past the cat to the front door and held it wide open. The cat was pulled towards it, gravity slow, and Dink followed behind after locking his door. The cat showed Dink a man and a woman who played sad music for money, a couple with a newborn who read books on their porch, a bicycle rim that had a tree grown around it, a woman with a bike shop that served bad coffee, a blind man who could whistle, an elaborate hairpiece lying near the water, a $5 bill, and a young amateur astronomer with telescope and all. There was a sad tree with words glowing in white paint on a brick wall, behind it reading, I miss her. Paint dripped at the bottom like tears, and Giovanni Dink wondered if that was still true of himself. Arriving home, Giovanni Dink found himself tired, and wondered if his body was just being lethargic and pouty, or if he was sad. He discovered the answer before falling asleep. What a tremendous story. Good job. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this story and possibly want to purchase the book or learn more about Skullduggery Publishing, please go to www.skullduggerypublishing.com.